Our next game up this week, we have the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. The Bears finished up as the seventh seed. The Saints came in at number two. The Saints are currently nine and a half to ten and a half point favorites, depending on your book. The total is at 47 and a half. The Saints are paying a buck 20 to win this game. Now, I think this game is the only game this wildcard round that is a slam dunk. The Saints are going to win this game. The Bears have been one of the phoniest teams in recent memory. They went one and six against playoff teams this season with that one win being that Thursday night game against Tampa Bay early on in the season, which was just an ugly game to watch. I really don't give the Bears much of a chance at all in this one. The Saints have been winning games with their defense, and that's going to hold true for this one as well. You said the word ugly a few times. I believe I'm going to add to that. This is going to be an ugly game. I don't even think the Saints offense is going to look that great. They've had so many paces in and out all year. They haven't been able to kind of develop a playbook as the season's gone along. They've been doing really a lot of the same tricks as last year. Haven't really evolved. The thing is, some of their players are so talented, it doesn't really matter. Alvin Kamara is just that good. I had him if he doesn't miss a few games uh, and then get COVID as an offensive player of the year candidate. Without Kamara, I don't know how well this whole system works. Him being, uh, Kamara is back. Yeah, him being back is He's been, huge. Yeah, and Michael Thomas, both were activated off IR today. So both will be playing, which is good news for the Saints. But then being out of that practice facility for so long, they're not going to have that cohesion. So I do see the Saints starting a wee bit slow in this game. I think they're going to be a wee bit off target just because they haven't had that chemistry to work on during the week. But at the end of the day, they're going to connect up. By by the time we get into that second quarter, that third quarter, we're going to be looking at it going, well, that Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas ticket came in. Yeah, for sure. This is going to be one of those first half under, second half over kind of games. The only reason I'm even slightly apprehensive is the Bears could come out with the full kitchen sink on the first drive and really, really go for it because they know that they pretty much have to start well for Trubisky to have a chance. The Blooms come off the rose a little bit, although he has come back in earlier season games. That was against terrible teams. The Saints have a top five defense. They might really be my third best defense in the league, maybe fourth. Them and the Steelers kind of hovering around there. So definite Saints win. By how much? 10 is quite high against a defense that's above average. I wouldn't say they're good or great, just pretty inconsistent. And that Saints offense is 
hit and miss, especially one until they get their timing, which I believe they will second half, but just don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah, I think the Saints do get the cover in this just because of how inconsistent that Bears offense has been. And for that Bears offense to click and how they've been clicking over the last few weeks is by using David Montgomery to run the ball. This Saints run defense has been absolutely incredible this season. They've only allowed 93.9 yards per game on the ground, which is the fourth best mark in the league. David Montgomery needs 25 plus carries for the Bears for their offense to get any kind of cohesion. And I just don't think they're going to be able to feed them the ball that much. They're going to end up being behind. With that number being so high, so since 2011, double-digit favorites in the playoffs have gone 7-1 and one against the spread. So double-digit favorites have generally made enough to cover. That's good to know and makes me a little more confident on this Saints team. Also, betting against Trubisky in a must-win playoff game just fills me with joy. So I might have to, you know, just for the entertainment factor of, okay, I don't have to look to the deep part. Deep left of the screen doesn't even exist to me because he just cannot throw any deep balls or really intermediate either. There's an awesome passing chart of his where I believe there are only four balls thrown more than seven yards past the line of scrimmage. Everything's short. (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of receptions overs I like in SGMs to go along with some receiving unders for the same players. You get a lot of value SGM-wise that way, I have found. So going to be interesting putting a few little amounts here and there on, say, Anthony Miller over receptions, but under yards. Yeah, so I did find here... If you have a look at the Bears as well, who have they beaten? They haven't, they've gone on this great offensive run over the last few weeks, but they haven't beaten anyone. Every team that they've beaten has been absolutely terrible. I mean, they beat the Vikings, and they're probably the best of the bunch that they managed to get the win on. Who have they beaten lately? I need to reevaluate and really see where I think the Saints offense is going to be. If the Saints offense is a normal or even just a 10% less version of the Saints, this is going to be a blowout. The Saints being at home, I think, helps a little bit. It's just going to be a nervous fit. So I've got one here. When a wild card team has been favored by eight or more points, the game has gone 10 and 27, 73% to the under. So that's a good way of looking at this. The stats do suggest that the team, the game would go under. The Saints start out, get a good lead, and that defense just shuts down. Now, that Saints defense has been terrific this season. Trey Hendrickson will be out. He won't be suiting up. So Marcus Davenport, last year's first-round pick, comes in instead. 
that's not a bad backup to have. Marcus Davenport would start for probably 20 teams in the league. There's not really a depth of pass rushers. And that's part of the why this Saints team is so good. They're a bit like the Bucks in that they're very, very athletic and can cover the run side to side. But they also have a few big bodies. The Bucks are kind of missing Vita Vea, whereas Saints got heaps of big dudes. Absolutely. Now, I think Jared Cook comes out and has a great game this week. The Saints tight end, sorry, the Bears have been terrible against tight ends this season. I think they've given up 12 touchdowns to tight ends, which is the second most in the league. And they've given up the fourth or fifth most receptions to them as well. Josh Hill is looking like he's going to be out. So Jared Cook should get the majority of the red zone uh, touches as well. So looking at him to get into the end zone could be a strong shout this week too. Jared Cook has not been playing well at all. I think he's passed it. He's entered that kind of Jimmy Graham phase of his career. Josh Hill, I was going to definitely bet this week, but just can't. Might have to hit the Cook over. I would probably go more receiving yards than receptions or maybe you get some value on a touchdown. Uh, I just don't think Breeze is going to look that way too much and I don't know if he's going to convert but he could certainly get too long 20 25 yard passes for 40 yards see I I actually like a wee bit of all of it so the receptions number is over two and a half the yards is about 31 and a half I think and for him to score a touchdown let me see here is three dollars fifty so there's definitely some value. There are 28 and a half receiving yards. So there is definitely some value for Jared Cook this week. Yeah, 28 pretty good. I, I might have a little bit of that taste of 28. And you know how I love betting on players that I don't think are very good. It's one of my favorite pastimes in football, not in basketball. I do not like betting on bad players in basketball, just the NFL, please and thanks. Any other player props that you really like in this one? To be honest, not really. There's not a lot that I love. The Elvin Kamara numbers are about where I would expect them, sitting at around 65 rush yards and around 45 to 48 yards receiving. That's about where I think he's going to end up. So there's no value there. Latavius Murray, about 35 yards rushing. If that was in the high 20s, I would probably hit an over on that just because I can see the Saints running the ball out quite a bit towards the end. But 35 is about where I see it. Michael Thomas is up in the 60s for receiving yards. So there's no value there. And I wouldn't want to bet the under because that Breeze-Thomas connection could just come straight back and you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have an under ticket in your pocket at all. It's very interesting. It's kind of a wait and see game for me, just to see how who gets the hookup, where the connections come from, and how it all shakes out. One thing I do want to say 
Now, this is going to be for next year. I want Adam Troutman in my fantasy teams for tight end next year. I think Jared Cook moves on and Josh Hill, well, Josh Hill's probably still there. He's another one of those ageless guys that just never goes home. But I want Adam Troutman in my fantasy teams. This year I took Hayden Hurst as that last pickup to play in tight end. And he was very good for me all season. I had a few backups sprinkled here and there to cover matchups. But I think Adam Troutman is the good breakout tight end for next year. That is a great call, Caveman. Well played. I'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, keep that note of Adam Troutman, who I thought was a terrible pick this year, but if he's that good next year, sweet, awesome. It's just, I thought he was a terrible pick because he wasn't going to contribute, and I don't see him contributing tomorrow. It would be amazing if he did score a touchdown or something crazy with Josh Hill being out. It's possible. See, the, the only reason he was a terrible pick was because of the price the Saints paid to get him. To give, to give us their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks was simply ridiculous. They should never have paid that much just to move up to that end of the third round pick. Especially a team that already did that same thing for a first round pick with Ricky Williams and did a similar thing with Mark Stavenport. Sure, Green Bay, we'll give you that extra first round pick. We just want to move up a little bit. Move up like 12 spots to get a pass rusher. We don't need a first round pick in the future. Yeah, not the greatest of drafts over the last few years for the Saints, but their team has only been a couple of pieces away. So I think it's kind of worth staking that risk on trying to get that extra piece that you need. Like when you look at this roster, offense and defense, there are not a lot of holes at all. It is top to bottom with blue chip talent. And this is a team that's built to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. And it's kind of two or three deep, depending on that position. The backup, that first backup is usually pretty good and has actually gotten some game time or is a very good young player. It's just after that, there's nothing. And they're pretty old as well, apart from Kamara, Michael Thomas. So it will be an interesting future for sure. I do not see uh, Mr. Hill coming back and actually being a QB for them next year. That's ridiculous. No, I think it's kind of a sellout for this year. Maybe Drew Brees decides to come back for one more, but that would be it. If they win the Super Bowl this year, that's it. They just blow the whole thing up next year. It's interesting who's going to retire first, Brady or Breeze. Breeze. I have that as well, but just his kind of body type, littler dudes last a little bit longer athletically. But then Brady having his whole weird nutrition thing of, you know, kissing your son on the mouth. That, that's his thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why he's still amazing at this age. <laughs> I thought it was because I uh, was sleeping with a supermodel. What, the one that kind of looks like a dude? Yeah, the one that kind of looks like a dude. 
Yeah, yeah. Not going to hate, though. I, I actually enjoy Tom Brady and how uh, passionate he is. Don't care about all the weird shit off the, off the field. He gets calls, man. He got heaps of calls for the Bucks today. And eh, played okay. Yeah. Either that or his grind is blowing up. 